episode of Hip Hop and Anime Vibes. I am your host, D-Town, a.k.a. Pusha T. Chala, a.k.a. Eric Trillmonger, a.k.a. Meek Milliardo's Craft. How have you guys been? What's been new? What's been popping? How has your week I know it took a little time off there, but I can't explain that. I recorded a fresh fly episode for you guys last week right and i anticipated releasing it on monday as i normally do without fail however uh my preamp finally kicked okay now let me explain something what happened here right um around the episode that i had kyla and imani on from melanin animated shout outs to melanin animated my amp gave me some issues right the preamp is pretty much what powers the mic. It's like the middleman between the mic and the PC audio. So I need that in order to function. So if that goes out, the signal going into the PC or the Mac is gonna be very, very, very bad. So I knew it was going and me being who I am, I procrastinated. Yes, indeed, I procrastinated. Um, in which then I hurried up and bought a replacement last week after it died. I bought a replacement for about $30 off of Amazon and recorded that. And it provided a lot more static than, than I, nor, than I, than what would have been conducive to running a good podcast. So I did record the episode last week, but with just the quality from that preamp that I bought off of Amazon for about 30 bucks. I should say digital interface, that's the appropriate term for it. With the digital face that I purchased from Amazon for about 30 bucks, wasn't necessarily cut out for this particular project. So I had to uh, essentially put my money where my mouth is and uh, purchase one. I purchased one for about 110 bucks and that is why this week I sound very clean, very crystal clear, the articulation in my voice and all of that good stuff. So I'm really happy to be back with you guys in this way. As far as what's been going on with me, um, well, I would like to know what's going on with you guys. You know, if you're into this episode or whatever, feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know what's been off with y'all. But um, a couple things, uh, a couple things with me. Uh, I've started my voiceover journey and I've just done my first voiceover gig with A Wise Way. Uh, shout outs to Cyrus Asar over there at A Wise Way and everybody else on staff over at A Wise Way. Um, I've been friends with these guys for a very, very, very long time and I'm really grateful that they extended the opportunity to me to just do some voiceover work for them and get back into the swing of things. Now, I do have some history in the voiceover field. I used to do commercials for nightclubs locally. Um, and that was roughly about maybe 12 or 13 years ago. God, I would have to look 2009, 2010, something like that. 2006. It was wild. But I didn't really feel fulfilled doing that. You know, you can only say 18 to swag, 21 to sir. So many times before it's like, all right, what are we really doing here? What are we really talking about, my guy? Um, <laughs> so... Um, just getting back into it, um, I look forward to getting some more gigs and more or less telling you guys about that. If you guys want to know more about my voiceover journey, just please let me know um, and I'll gladly share. But with that being said, that's enough about me this week. 
I'll hold off on it because I'm on a very, very, very limited amount of time this week. I'm going to give you guys everything that I have when it comes to these hip hop topics and this anime recommendation here. Uh, but before we get too deep into today's episode, I want to say uh, let's send up some prayers for Benny the Busher, who was just shot in Walmart down in Houston. Uh, I hope and pray that Boosie is okay, even though I don't agree with everything that he says. You know, he was shot in Dallas this weekend, so that's terrible. Uh, prayers up to Mo3, uh, artist from Dallas, a pretty big artist from Dallas, uh, who was shot and killed this previous weekend. Um, prayers up for King Vaughn and his family, uh, an artist from Chicago who was shot in Atlanta uh, roughly about two weeks ago. And I apologize if I missed anybody else, but, you know, it's being a hip hop artist and, and seeing these type of headlines. It's very it, it gets exhausting. It gets exhausting. And it, I don't I don't want you guys to think that I'm skipping over it, but I have enough conversations about this type of stuff with my friends off the mic. And I don't want to bring things down, but I'm just really hoping that things surrounding our young brothers and circumstances around our young brothers and our young sisters as well because we let's let's face it man everybody's up against something here right it's not just black men it's it's black women as well i just hope things get better to where i know we don't live in a perfect society where this just won't happen but i would love if it happened less often i would love it even better if these type of situations did not happen at all so again uh prayers up to the victims and the family's victims so let's pivot we're going to change up the energy here a little bit we are going to talk about some hip-hop uh leading stories in hip-hop this week all right let's talk about yep you guessed it gucci Mane and jeezy versus battle will happen after all uh Jeezy was expected to go up against T.I. initially in season two of Versus, which would be the opener that occurs on November 19th. But according to Gucci Mane, that's no longer the case. On Saturday, November 14th, the 101, or I'm sorry, that's 1017, act like you've been here before, man. The 1017 record boss fired off an Instagram post that literally put himself firmly up against tips roll tip <laughs> so i'm looking forward to this going down man uh i wasn't really too hyped for ti versus jeezy you know i'm for those of you who don't know i'm here from the midwest so i don't have a dog in this fight right but when it comes down to who do you think will win i do want to know that one and i know these things aren't a competition they're more or less like a showcase of a log right um it's not a battle where like the crowd's gonna judge or whatever because again at the end of the day the artists are gonna win their streaming numbers are gonna go through the roof um they're gonna see a whole lot of residual income from just the amount of streams that they're gonna get and i'm certain that it's going to help not only boost their their streams but their merchandise and stuff like that as well so of course it's it's a celebration of brotherhood but i want to know who you guys think is going to win i also want to know what conversation was had around this topic to get gucci Mane to agree with this because he's been when when it's come when it comes down to more or less him jeezy and ti he's 
I don't want to say he's been kind of standoffish, but there's been some previous situations that occurred where they've like extended an olive branch to him and he's turned it down like very quickly, might I add. There was not like a debating process, but the thing that I love about Gucci is he's more or less, in comparison to his peers, which would be T.I. and Jeezy, he's more or less been like an institution when it comes to artists in Atlanta. You know, you always see him celebrating the up-and-comers. You see him embracing them, putting them on, putting them on records, and they're putting him on their records. And it seems like the younger generation of Atlanta superstars and rap have a ton of admiration for Gucci. Now, T.I. and Jeezy have done the same thing, but it just hits a little bit different. You know what I mean? Um, you just you just look at Gucci's run over the course of the past almost 15 years, and it's like, yo, he he's definitely a lot more active musically than those guys are. So that much I do appreciate. But let's dial it back a little bit, right? Let's talk very briefly about the snowman versus the iced out Bart Simpson. If we're talking about chains, if we're talking about jewelry, right? If we're talking about icons, if we're talking about symbols, specifically the snowman, Jeezy snowman was a huge movement. I love the iced out Bart Simpson chain that Gucci Mane has. Don't get me wrong. I think it's incredibly dope, but I remember being in high school when Jeezy got real big up here and you know we would go to the local corner stores or what you guys out there in New York would call like bodegas and they would have these snowman shirts for sale and everybody was wearing the snowman shirt and we had to wear uniforms out here at school so when they gave us dress down days everybody had the snowman on and then eventually Youngstown City Schools caught wind of what the snowman was and they banned any snowman apparel from being worn in school. And that's how I knew we were like working with something great in hip hop. I know it sounds crazy and I know like people are like, oh, but how can you support sending drugs and and celebrate drug dealers in our community? Like, I get that part, right? But I'm talking more or less the cultural impact that Jeezy had. The snowman was huge. I mean, for them to ban that type of apparel, that lets you know how the, the apparel here in the Midwest, that lets you know how big his impact was. So I think he wins that particular battle. But I want to tell you guys a story why I think G, not Jeezy, why I think Gucci is going to win the verses. Gucci is a guy that has what I believe to be a hit every year, multiple hits every year from like 2006 to respectfully 2012, maybe even as late as 2013. But he's still really act. I used to work with a DJ and me and this DJ used to play a game, right? I would be hosting the night. You know, I'd be hosting the club that night. I'd be on the mic, you know, getting everybody together, you know, riling the crowd up, all of that good shit, right? So it was kind of like some Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff shit. Shout outs to DJ Buck, man. I miss that guy. Um, But we, we would play this game and we would say, okay, we would look at the crowd and we would guess on any given night how many Gucci Mane songs 
can we play in a row before the crowd gets tired of it and requests something else, right? So we would do this roughly between like maybe 11.30 and 12.30 in the evening, right? Club closes at 2, 2.30 depending on the night. We would get to seven Gucci Mane songs consecutively in a row before people start requesting something new. But let me get, let me put it to you like this. It wasn't like they were tired of Gucci Mane. They were still rocking on all seven. But that's when different people start to come into the club and you have to switch up the energy, you know, because of who's coming in, what it is they're listening for, et cetera, et cetera. But the crowd was like, if we could have went on, we could have done like a Gucci set the entire night. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, just in my experience, Jeezy's records hit, but Gucci's records hit different, man. They hit different. Both top tier artists from Atlanta. I'm looking forward to this when it pops off, but I want to know what you guys think, right? I want to know what your thoughts are. Who do you guys think is going to win this thing? And again, I said it's not a competition, but I will say, who do you think has the better catalog? There we go. That's the better question. Now we're getting to the crux of it, the root of it. Who do you think has the better catalog and who do you think will fare better, Jeezy or Gucci Mane? Let me know in the comments, all right? Next topic. Uh, Westside Gun tells Joe Budden that he's left Eminem's Shady Records. So Westside Gun has officially left Shady Records. During a recent appearance on the Joe Budden podcast, he told Joe Budden, Maul, and Rory that the Griselda member was asked what his current situation or is what his current situation was i'm i'm reading this guys i'm doing the absolute best i can this is a cold read um but the griselda member was asked what his current label situation entailed and westside confirmed that what seemed to be inevitable did in fact part ways with shady records so I think this is a good thing, man. And I listened to the Joe Budden interview. I'm a huge fan of the Joe Budden podcast. Um, let's talk about it, man. I don't think that they... Shady Records. And let me take a step back. Like, Griselda and West Side Gun are very complex in the, the relationships that they have. So I need you to understand there's a lot of moving parts to his success and I'm not taking anything away from him, right? But you guys should know that he signed to Rock Nation in regards to management and he signed, he was signed to Shady Records in regards to his record label or his record deals, I should say, for the solo albums that he was putting out. Um, he was signed to Shady Records for about three years and it seemed that you know, from the outside looking in, you could tell that he was a little bit frustrated with the situation, but I felt he handled it classily and professionally. You know, he wasn't having meltdowns on social media and shit like that and begging to be out of his contract. But you would see how he interacted and engaged with certain things on social media to where it implied that he's not having the best time there. And I'm inclined to agree just from the outside looking in, you know, there seemed to be no label support for a lot of his solo projects. You know, you have, you're signed to the biggest artist in the world, right? Which is Eminem. Biggest rap artist in the world, biggest hip hop artist in the world, right? 
let me be specific in that because I don't want you guys to come down on me like how on earth could he possibly say that Eminem is the biggest artist in the world this fool does not know of what he speaks uh, but no biggest hip-hop in the world without question right you can try and debate that men lie women lie numbers don't lie and you know fuck your feelings but anyway biggest hip-hop artist in the world there seems to be no support for West Side Gun from the biggest rap artist in the world and what do I mean by that right um, you take a look at what TDE does, right? Whenever someone releases an album on TDE, it's it's the small things that go a long way, right? Um, them, the artists all change their avatars across all of their social medias for the most part to that artist's album art, right? And they all retweet and tweet out like the singles, when the album's dropping, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They support each other in that way, which I think is really dope. But when you have the biggest artist in the world, the absolute least that you would expect from being signed to Eminem is for him to weed out your album. And I know that doesn't sound like much, right? But if you take a look at the numbers, if you take a look at the crossover appeal, if you take a look at just how his fans react to shit that can be a game changer for a project especially when it comes to first week numbers just getting that traffic in there getting those streams up you could go certified gold in a week two weeks maybe depending on a lot of factors around that but i digress west side gun pointed out some really dope things in that interview that i thought was dope right he uh he said the story that we have with griselda with me is better than 50's story is better than Eminem's story and them cats got movies so if our stories is better then we need a movie and it's gonna slap and then I'm like yo I'm really looking at it and for you guys who don't know Griselda is a record label out of Buffalo that uh is is essentially on the uprise, right? They're really, really gritty, dope, like street crime, co-crap kind of guys. It's like that early '90s feel type shit, but they're but it's kind of like now-ish. So it's not quite old school, but it's like when you listen to them, you get a very, very, very gritty type of energy. You know, they're restoring that type of feeling, right? So uh, one of their guys uh, has Bell Palsy because he was, um, you know, shot in the back of the head, but he's still rapping, you know, um, that's Conway the Machine. He's very, very, very dope. You know what I mean? A very dope artist. Um, and just to see him bounce back from that is nothing shy of phenomenal. A um, couple of those guys in the group got arrested uh, for selling drugs and shit like that. And then, you know, they bounced back. One of their brothers uh, got shot and killed in the streets behind the shit. And then they bounced back after that. So when he talks about their story being better than like 50s and M&Ms, even if you look at the rap aspect of it, these cats can rap their ass off. So it's like they have like literally a very entertaining story. And I'm inclined to agree it's better than 50s and m and so a movie as long as you get the right people in place will slap 
why that never came to fruition is more than likely the reason why he's leaving the label you know again just the amount of resources that you would expect to have access to at shady records you would expect things like this to just kind of happen and form around you to where you know it, it's not even a thought it's not even a request they're presenting you with this shit and you're taking it and taking it and taking it to the next level according to conway the machine that didn't seem to happen and then on top of that one of the things that he pointed out was once we signed to the late once i signed to the label eminem's dropping a album every year you know he hadn't dropped anything for quite a while and then i get signed to the label and now all of a sudden he's dropping multiple albums a year like he's just active now like what the fuck is this so i i, I get it you know it feels like even though shady records didn't necessarily have a whole lot of artists signed to it this year it feels like over the course of the past three years west side gun has never been a priority and i i can only respect him leaving um with the amount that he's he's releasing four projects this year he's on his fourth project this year he's got one more coming out uh before the end of the year so west side gun releases a lot of music and it's pretty good it's pretty good you know it's not we're not talking about like mumble rap we're talking about like real real gritty street rap shit so i want to know what it is that you guys think man i can go on and on and on about this do you feel like it was in his best interest to leave this label do you feel like there's anything more that eminem and shady records could have done to keep him on board um or do you feel like he made a terrible mistake and essentially committed career suicide by leaving um i want to know what it is that you guys think because i think uh west side gun is a very dope artist and he has a bright future in this game and if you haven't heard about him yet trust me you are going to hear about him very soon moving on next pick um all right so it's here's the thing man i'm gonna read this okay and i'm probably not gonna spend a lot of time on this but it's your boy boozy badass all right and i feel like you know all right we've got legends in hip-hop we've got icons in hip-hop yes i agree but i think that people can go so far and begin to tarnish their legacy and i, I think that's what boozy is doing at this point man boozy badass rails against worshiping ps5 despite hip-hop's endorsement and excitement so this is what he said i'm going to read you his tweet word for word playing a video game like a junkie will take you off your grind and take too much time away from your grind hustlers don't let a ps5 have you with the same bag of money for two or three years time is money this ain't the year to be bullshitting with no game let me let me keep it a buck with you all right there's now i'm not a gamer okay i need you guys to to understand that i don't have a ps5 ps4 uh ps3 uh i do have a ps2 but i don't touch it man i stopped playing video games in probably about 2008 largely because i was not good at them that was my own grown-up adult decision i mean let's be honest right it's about having fun but at the same time 
If it takes you 243 hours to beat Metal Gear Solid when you have the strategy guide and all the all everything that you would possibly need to beat the game, you kind of have to come to terms with the fact that it's like, man, you are wasting your time and you're just not that good at this shit, man. If, if I'm not good in single player, I couldn't imagine playing an online MMO like Call of Duty or something like that, man. I'm just I'm just not built for it. So kudos to anybody that is. I have no ill will towards you, but it's like fam. I feel like with this statement, I think Boosie has a tendency and he, he kind of alluded to this during that Mike Tyson interview. He has a tendency to say shit that's inflammatory, to, to more or less troll and to fan the flames and to piss people off, to bring attention to himself so he can try and monetize that attention for whatever reason, right? Um, there's a saying, out of sight, out of mind, right? If you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So I think he's doing everything it is he can, kind of like stay in sight. Um, do I think he believes in some of the stuff he, he says? Yeah, absolutely, right? I definitely believe that, but I think he pushes it and sensationalizes it and and just takes it to a realm where it doesn't need to be taken. You know, key example would be when he made those comments about Dwayne Wade's daughter, right? Um, regardless of how you feel about that subject, you are speaking about a child. And I think that just as a man, as a grown man, when it comes to talking about children, that's off limits, right? But also, I have a different set of beliefs than Boosie. I believe in embracing diversity, um, embracing tolerance, um, and just more or less leaving people the fuck alone. Let them do them. As long as they aren't physically hurting someone, as long as the cops aren't coming and, and shutting shit down because some type of law is being broken, you know what I mean? Like, fam, do you let people do what it is they want to do because it's no harm or consequence to you. So if a nigga wants to play a PS5, let him play his PS5. If he wants to play his Xbox Series X, let him play his Xbox Series X. If he wants to do that for 12 to 16 hours a day, like, that's fine. But here's the thing. That's his problem, not mine. I mean, we're all adults here, right? We, we have responsibilities. We know that we have to get out here and secure the bag. We don't need the guy who was begging Mark Zuckerberger for his account back to give us financial advice. Like, come on, man. Like at this point in time, you're stating the obvious. You're just, and you're doing it in a way that's pissing people off. Now I know what you guys might be saying, right? Oh man, but nah, that nigga, he's speaking the truth, dog. He's speaking the truth. I mean, hey, what what else you gonna say? What else you gonna say, man? Peep game. I don't necessarily disagree with what it is that he said, but it's like, fam, did it really need to be said? Like, you seen, it feels like, you know, you seen people having a good time and enjoying themselves and you know, celebrating a purchase because again, it's something that makes them happy with 2020 being the way that it is, man, enjoy yourself, right? And it just feels like my man's seen people enjoying themselves, said to himself, fuck that shit, dog, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's nut, it's nuts. I don't just, just let people be happy and enjoy themselves, but Here's the thing. I'm going to kick it back to you guys. I want to know 
what it is that you guys think, right? Feel free to let me know in the comment section or whatever. Do you agree with Boozy? Do you disagree with Boozy? Um, does he have a point? Does he not have a point? Um, are you a PS5 person? Are you an Xbox person? Um, and if you're a PS5 person, I want to know what freaky things you had to do to get your PS5. <laughs> y'all seen the memes, man. Y'all know what time it is, man. Y'all, y'all seen these guys out here, man. You know, all the memes have been like, you know, doing something freaky to get a PS5. So I see a couple of y'all with them. Um, I would love to know. Well, scratch that. I don't want to know. Because that's nasty. <laughs> Moving on. All right. This will be our final topic for the evening. We are going to talk about anime recommendations. Now, here's the thing, right? There's a lot of stuff that's come out in 2020. And with the way things have been going, I haven't really had the time to keep up on everything new that's coming out. Um, more or less, I've been taking my time because I more or less have been just watching animes from the 80s the 90s and the early 2000s because it's just something about the animation style that I really rock with especially seinen animes right uh project Aiko I've been rewatched or I rewatched um Wado Oedo 2808 Wicked City Angel Cop Demon City Shinjuku Crying Freeman I've been watching a lot of those, right? But I'm going to make a recommendation here for you. And it's an anime that came out in the 2000s. It's Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Not to be confused with the version that came out in the 80s. Granted, I did watch the rewatch the one from the 80s. Still pretty good. But Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. I highly recommend that you check this film out. Especially if you like Castlevania especially if you liked gods of no blood of zeus um this has a lot of the same feels to it and you know coming on the heels of me watching blood of zeus i felt like this kind of fit right in i don't know if the same teams worked on it but let's just take a step back i'll let you guys know a little bit about vampire hunter bloodlust so uh, the synopsis is Charlotte, a young woman, is abducted by Baron Meyer Link, a vampire nobleman who is known to harm humans needlessly. Charlotte's father, I'm not going to say that name, was that Elborn? All right. Elborn hires D, a Dampier. 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 Whatever, it's spelled weird, but you'll see it when you see the movie. Uh, he hires D to find and rescue his daughter and alternatively kill her humanely if she's been turned into a vampire. So he offers D 500,000 bucks as a down payment and then offers him, what is that, 10 million if he carries out the job. So D has him double the payment and then takes the job. So here's the thing, right? With this one, I want to give you guys the heads up, man. There's a lot of blood in this one. There's going to be some guts. There's going to be some death, all right? Um, much like Castlevania, much like um, Blood of Zeus, okay? Um, it's a seinen anime, which means it's for a much more mature audience, all right? This isn't one you want to put on 
for movie night with the kids. This isn't a family movie. There's going to be some cussing in here. And uh, you might see somebody get decapitated or so. I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything plot wise for you guys. But I believe this movie came out in the early 2000s. It might have been like 2003 or 2004. I, I do recall seeing it during that time. And I was really excited because at the time I had seen Vampire Hunter D on the Sci-Fi Channel in like 1997. So when I heard that this was dropping, I was like, yeah, because the one that dropped on the Sci-Fi Channel in 1997 was like made in like 1986 or some shit like that. So still an enjoyable film, but you know, there's a difference between the animation styles between 1986 and 2004. There's a difference between the voice acting between 1986 and 2004. So this one was really dope. Um, just they don't really get too deep into D's backstory, but they do explain a little bit of who he is, what he does, why he does it, etc., etc. And just watching him go up against a group of rival vampire hunters is also pretty dope. Um, I would say again, man, it's the thing that gets me for this one is even if you've already seen it before, now would probably be a good time to rewatch it. There's a lot of anime that's kind of like slowing down in this quarter. You know what I mean? If you're looking to find something dope to watch, you kind of need something that's going to keep you, that's going to hold you over for uh, the next set of seasonal animes, the winter seasonal animes that are going to be coming forth uh, come December. Rewatch this, man. It's about an hour and a half long. Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. I, I want to go ahead and say it's timeless because, again, you know, we're talking about watching a movie almost 17 years later and it still hits. Like, the animation is like top notch. I'm like, yo, like, even for its time was like top notch. It's some of the best looking stuff that I've seen in quite a while. And I'm not necessarily used to seeing that from anime movies and of course it's a seinen so it's a lot more mature than you know your shonen stuff right you know there's no power of friendship in this movie um the power of friendship does not save anyone in this movie so that's another thing like i don't want to give too much of it away but definitely check this out i highly recommend it and if you have seen it let me know what your thoughts are do you like it do you hate it do you love it? Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, I want to know, are you going to check it out? Right? Because again, this is a really, really, really dope film. And I don't think you guys should sleep on this one. I highly recommend this one. So again, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Let me know in the comments what you think about the series. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the episode for this week. Before we dip out, before we say peace game, make sure you stream my music on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music from, right? Uh, just search for D-Town. Angels is out now, which is a single. Uh, Listen is out now, which is another single. And Radar is out now, which is another single. Three singles that I released this year. They're fresh, they're hot, they're new, they're popping. Go through my back catalog, support your boy, like, add me to your playlists, share me on your social media, whatever. Also, with, I don't know if you're a first-time listener or if you're a long-time listener, one of my OG listeners, 
with Peep Game, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and rate wherever you get your podcasts from, right? I'm attempting to drop every Monday. I may be sticking with this format here for a while. Um, I know a lot of you guys miss this particular format, so I am happy to be back doing what it is that I am good at and what it is that I love doing. Um, What else, man? Oh, yes. Uh, Shout outs to Kyla and Imani over at Melanin Animated. Uh, They did a really, really, really dope video on their YouTube channel of black representation in anime. If you're looking for some content around that, definitely make sure you follow them and check that video out. Um, Shout outs to the Black Ramen podcast. They just had their one year anniversary, man. I'm really, really, really happy for those guys. I'm really proud of them. Um, The entire squad over there is doing really big things. So if you see them online, make sure you say congratulations. That cake looked really, really, really good. They had a logo made of their cake. It was phenomenal, man. It was was phenomenal. I know I said that wrong, but you guys will have to see it. Um, Shout outs to Fantastic Frankie again, friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, um, who is now an ambassador for Facebook and working very closely with them to develop content. So I'm just really happy to see my friends are out here doing some really, really, really dope things in the space. I'm wishing nothing but the best for all the ends. Um, And also um, sending some prayers up for Lenny and Carcellus over at geek beacon podcast uh and the geek beacon youtube channel i hadn't spoken to them in quite a while but um you know i'm just keeping them in my prayers i know they're going through they're going through some stuff over there man and you know i i'm just hoping everything pans out okay everybody recovers and you know i don't i don't like to see my friends struggle i don't like to see my friends suffer um i'm just wishing nothing but health wealth upon both of them because those are two of some of my most favorite people to chop it up with and to work with and again shout outs to cyrus over the wise way man shout outs to my brother cyrus man that's really dope um everything that he's doing with the program over there and everything he's doing with the brand there's definitely a niche for it and i'm loving just loving loving the success that he's bringing through and of course certainly last but not least Shout outs to you guys, man. Shout outs to you. Yes, because you could literally be listening to anything else right now. But instead, you are sitting here listening to me for 45 minutes. I cannot express to you grateful I am are here. Words cannot describe it. Thank you very much. With that being said, we're wrapping this up, man. It's your boy D-Town, a.k.a. Pusha T. Chala. AKA Katsuki Baku Glow, AKA The Black All Might, AKA On Sight, AKA Mr. If I Ruled the World, AKA Sailor Goon, Name of the Goon. I'll see you next time.